05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Margot Crawford here out of Ottawa, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Excited to yeah. talk to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, well, Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What, what does that mean to you when you hear Championship Leadership? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I mean, I guess a lot of things. I mean, I can take I almost think about it in a whole bunch of different uh uh, directions. I mean, you start thinking yeah. about, as soon as you think about champion, you think about sports or people accomplishing things, but, yeah. uh, you know, and leadership that happens there, you know, and, uh, and watching that. But of course, being an entrepreneur myself, you know, I bring it, I, I start with the leadership side and, yeah. uh, but probably there's a lot of analogies. I'm not going to go down the path of sports. I'm not suggesting on some sort of athlete but you know i i just think the idea of a, a lot of uh a lot of resilience and courage and you know all of those same qualities yeah, that right. um you know really come into play that's immediately what strikes me when i think about championship and then leadership put together yeah absolutely yeah and i love it um perfect well why don't you tell the listener who a little bit more about who you are and kind of the path and journey you've been in life and okay. and how that's taken you to today and where and what you are actually up to today okay yeah um okay well I mean uh you know my path uh really started very much in corporate world Uh, I started in HR background actually and um largely in technology companies and sort of led that function through a lot of things but I had a real curiosity like really from when I started my career around business even right out of uh you know, university or college, as you call it, um, you know, getting into a company and right away trying to sort of understand what's going on and particularly with the owners of the business and being really uh, curious and and empathetic to what they were trying to do. I always sort of uh, leaned into that quite a bit. And um, anyway, it just took its normal pathway, uh, you know, on that HR journey. But eventually that drew me drew me to uh, continue my studies. And while I was working, I did my MBA. And again, it was just this curi- this curiosity about business. And back in 2000, I had an opportunity to uh, with two engineers, um, you know, one was a good friend said came over to my house one night and and said, you know, I'm going to start a company and I want you to join. And I just said, 
sure. <laughs> and I quit my job like the next day. Oh, wow. <laughs> there was no more information about it. I mean, well, there was a bit. He says, it's a yeah. technology company. We're going to do something like this, which I had no technology back. Like I wasn't a technical person, you know, and, uh, you know, someone's promised to give us some money. We didn't have a name. We didn't even have like a product. We didn't have a location, but it was just all this coalescing of this built up, pent up. God, I love business. And I'm just going to jump in, uh, you know, thinking what could go wrong. And that was early 2000, just before the, uh, you know, uh, sort of tech uh, bubble bust. Yeah, right. Happened. Yeah. And uh, everything just seemed rosy. But anyway, I went for it. And I did. I My my job I quit was a highly secure job. Um, people yeah. thought I was crazy. And they were asking, well, where are you going? And I said, well, you know, we don't have a name yet. And uh they, they thought it was nuts and uh yeah but it just felt so right and uh so sure enough we started that company and it was a vc financed company and was one of the co-founders so my job was building the company like they were doing the technology and i was like okay we've got to get our legal stuff together we've got to find a place we've got to build a team we've got to start putting processes in place and it just built and grew and pretty much every hat that they couldn't take on i took on um, okay. you know, and it was decisions around, uh, you know, where are we going to invest? I was dealing with the investors. We bought a company eventually in New Jersey, integrated them, set up a development shop in Shanghai. And I was leading much of that activity. Um, and it was tough. Of course, what happened was everything just collapsed shortly after that in 2000. Yeah. And we were riding this wave of, you know, how do you survive? And we were small compared to our competitors. But honestly, while it was difficult, I just loved it. I just loved yeah. the sharpness of the business thinking that you had to have at that time around making decisions and hard decisions, like hard, hard choices. And, um, you know, just that business muscle. I knew that it was building at that time. And, and uh, you know, how are we going to last? And um anyway that journey went from 2000 and right through to 2008 and I was there the whole time we eventually sold the company okay. and um at that point in time the buyers wanted me to remain on as the GM and I really wanted to uh start a new journey so I had conceived of this idea of saying you know I just love that so much even though it was hard of getting in and really having to figure things out, being super smart about your decisions and understanding what priorities you had to put in front of yourself to live another day. Um, I really wanted to focus on small business and how do I operationally get inside of small businesses? So I started my second company, which is the one that I um, have now. It's called Business Sherpa Group. And the concept really at the time was saying, hey, look at all of these small businesses need to operate super well. They have to be really sharp and refined and do these back end back office business functions really well. They can't afford to have a full time person, but they can take fractional part time resources. Um, and that was sort of the business model where I thought, OK, well, I and I'll come back to the I in a minute can go into several companies and be their HR person and build under that model. And um, this was before there was a lot of this virtual CFO or part-time. Yeah. Like it just didn't exist at that time right. in 2008. And that was also during like the recession 
financial yeah. <laughs> meltdown. Yeah. So I tend to form these companies right when the market yeah, no is kidding. Just <laughs> collapsing. <laughs> hey, good time to start something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but but right out of the gate, I I really didn't want this just to be me. I I didn't know where it was going to go. But I thought I want it to be a business model, not just me putting my hat out and my shingle up and just I want it to be a scalable, sustainable business model. So I never I really named the company as a company right out of the gate. Um, And then in time, so from 2008 to now, we've basically built this business where, um, you know, we go into now, of course, it's quite mainstream for a small midsize business to have this type of resourcing or strategy right. around their workforce where myself and my team, we go in and uh, do take care of HR, finance. Uh, we've got a lot of information management practice stuff and do some marketing where we can go in and be bring professional resources part-time in all of these businesses. Yeah. And, uh, and really the, the last thing that of that story, which was interesting was that the model we were building was, was we were trying to early days saying, look, we're pretty agnostic to location. We believe if we're going to do this well, we can have an individual support an organization wherever they are, because not every small business lies in a city where all the people are. Yeah. So we were working really hard to become virtual. And, uh, and then the pandemic happened and everybody decided virtual was a good thing. So, yeah, right. uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that's sort of the two businesses. And now uh, what I'm doing right now is, and I think this is kind of an interesting lesson for me. And I think for a lot of business owners, something they face is how do you, how do you for sure scale your business, but also how do you build in succession? So I'm at a point now where I've built the company. I've got a CEO now running it. I've got COO, CFO, team leads, and I'm acting as the chair. So I'm building my own sort of pathway to exit the company um, and keep it sustainable, which is a really hard journey. But so I'm kind of uh, more hands off in the business now. But the business is where we've got clients throughout the U.S., across Canada. Uh, We've got a team that's right across Canada, a few in the U.S. And um, yeah, we work with tons and tons of really, really cool companies. So I get to keep that sort of curiosity of different businesses going, which is what, where it all started. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's quite the story. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, quite the journey as well. Yeah, um, it has been. <laughs> who have, who have been maybe some of the, the, the leaders or coaches and mentors that have, that have come along the path and, and, that you've you know learned from and always more so like what are some of the characteristics from those individuals mm-hmm. that you really taken to help mold you as a leader yeah um i think one in particular actually was from the company that we uh, acquired in new jersey um you know it was a fairly sizable company and an experienced ceo um, of that company came in and he ended up becoming the coo of our company and he was a real mentor to me i mean a uh, brilliant man, built up an incredible technology company and team and uh, worked really well with the integration. And what was really interesting with him is that, uh, that I learned from is that he uh, had a lot of really smart people around him. He had a lot of humility. Um, 
you know, in terms of who he was. And he was really, really came across as how am I going to be this enabler of this great team to make them successful? I mean, he had to make hard decisions, but he didn't sort of become this, you know, bottleneck to the whole flow of information it was letting people make decisions. Um, and it was really clear that he was really in partnership with the rest of his leadership team. There wasn't, I mean, there was a hierarchy thing, the buck landed with him, um, but he was just a great guy. And I admired him so much for being really clear headed um, in stressful times. And the other thing was, he was just a really, really nice person and very curious about individuals. You know, he yeah, really yeah. wanted to know about you as a person and spent time, but also remembered, you yeah, know, and, and right. I just think that that it wasn't fake, you know, it was, yeah. and I'm still really good friends with him. He's off in California doing stuff and we still connect. And uh, uh, if I could be a leader um, like someone, it would be him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty great compliment for someone as a leader, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a play, a rival place you probably want to get to. Yeah. Um, well, what what is the vision for you? I think may, maybe you've already started to talk about it, but I think championship leaders have incredible vision and and also a courage to take action because oftentimes mm -hmm. that vision is bigger or greater than many others can see, right? Because they right. are championship leaders and they think maybe a little differently than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's the vision for you and where you're headed yeah. in the next five to 10 years? Well, I think the vision, you know, on the business side is I really wanted to build something that was going to be a mainstay in the market, that I was something that was going to uh, become not known just as my business, but as a business model. And we were a main player in it. And that, and really, really focusing on small and mid-sized businesses. I, I, because I had such a great experience living it myself and great learning, um, but I also see the potential of the small and mid-sized business category. It's by far the largest employer category in the world, definitely mm -hmm. in the U.S. and so on. When you, you know, you look at the data, they employ the most people, create a huge amount of GDP. And I thought, gosh. If, if they can be successful, then that's where jobs are going to be created. That's where economy will grow and the engine of growth for our world happens. And I was pretty purposeful about that, is that how do we how do we really support them to really build and grow? So I've made it my mission to really understand their issues and how do we support them in a way that's going to um really take them on their own journeys. And we want to be part of that, that, that idea that we'll be part of that over the long term and building a business model that works for that. So that means having a lot of technology and so on. But to a large degree, um, just I think natural evolution, the business model has come to be a very mainstream model, as I mentioned. And, you know, my desire is that we continue to be a main player in it and really paving the way. Um, and one of the values I really felt was important, again, living and working in a small business um, or a startup scaling is when you get that support in there, you need it to be sustainable. So what I didn't want is this business to disappear with me. I didn't want it to be yeah. branded on me. I didn't want it to exist and depend on me. So I was pretty intentional about I'm still very active and I do a ton of stuff and I'm still, you know, so on. But I saw the need to create sustainability around my business, depending on 
uh, not depending, sorry, on me and being able to have its own robustness so that this creates this, this stability in, with all the clients that we work with. So that's sort of the ongoing vision of how do we, yeah. you know, I keep pressing it. How do we make this stable? How do we create this ongoing business, which, I mean, it's almost 15 years now. And, uh, you know, I don't see any reason at all why it goes anywhere, you know, yeah, and that, right. I mean, that's great for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. What's um, what is it maybe a critical moment for you? Uh, you know, kind of like a fork in the uh, uh, road type moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've decided, you know, the way you did, which has you where you are today, but had you, had you not, had you chosen differently, you'd be in a very different place. Um, I think there's, you know, especially the last few years we've been through a lot of difficult times for people and maybe some more coming up here. Um, and I think we all have probably multiple moments like this, but is there a moment that you could look to and, and share? Cause I think there's a lot of power f- for others to hear how people have chosen in those moments while they're sitting there uh, mm-hmm. right now themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I mean, there's many, there's many at a very yeah. sort of personal level, but when I think of one that really sticks in my mind most recently is, um, you know, we were going down this path of really injecting a lot of technology into our processes and our business systems and so on, knowing that that creates standardization efficiencies. It's good for us. It's good for the client. And, um, you know, that all happened where we were making this major investment, uh, you know, basically at the tail end of 2019. Yeah. And, you know, so up comes, uh, you know, I'm sure many businesses did it. As soon as the pandemic hit and we thought it was going to just be a couple of weeks or, my God, maybe a month. But, uh, you know, it became apparent that this is long term and really, really uncertain where this goes. And they started mm. talking about, well, this could even be one year. Like yeah. no one would believe that, right? Right. Um, at the time. So in this really big period of uncertainty, you know, I remember I, I developed my own sort of 10 point plan of what do we need to do if, you know, the wheels start falling off the cart? Like, you know, I need to do this first, that and so on and everything from, okay, I've got to, you know, put more money into the company. I need to take less money, you know, all the way up to then we have to do this. But one of the things was I could have easily just dropped, look, let's just stop this technology investment. Like that's distracting. It's too much money and so on. And, you know, at that point in time, I really felt important. It was really, really key to our path forward. And, um, in the end, we doubled down on it. We just said, nope, we're going for it. We've decided this is really, really important. Do we believe that our business, and we really felt even through the pandemic with the size of our business, the mix of our customers, we didn't have, we don't have a business where 10% of our revenues, one customer or something. It's, we have like 200 ongoing clients. Like it's just very yeah. distributed. So, you know, I mean, it was a risk, but it was really a choice to um, double down on that and stay focused. And in a way, it allowed us some latitude and some breathing room just to go do it and not to be too fussed about, okay, our financial performance is, um, you know, not where it would normally be knowing that to a certain degree that that's quite excusable. If anybody from the outside was looking at our business saying, Hey, our business went, or, you know, our revenues were down in 2020 or, you know, our costs were up in 2020. I think nobody would just sort of look at that and thinking, well, what's wrong with your business? The reality is, is that we had a little bit of decline, but we were really investing. Yeah, and right. um, 
that's really paid off. Um, yeah. you know, and there's been a lot of studies too about that through crisis, the businesses that get some focus and know how to, you know, stick with innovation, stick with marketing and so on, you know, are usually come out and their improvement after the crisis is huge. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember that quite clearly because it was a risk. It was an unnerving yeah. time. Of course. No yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it can be difficult when it seems like everybody else is doing the opposite, right? For well, everyone's the, battening down the hatches, yeah. right? And just don't yeah. spend any money. Yeah. And, uh, we weren't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think, again, that's championship leadership. So I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, as we start to wrap this up, if there's one or two things that you could leave with the listener that if they were to implement today, kind of, I don't know, like a kind of like, uh, you know, values or guiding principles, right? for their life, um, if they applied today, would help move their life forward today, what would that be? Um, I think that uh, whatever your values of your true person, um, that that really can enter the values of your business that, you know, I've been able to live comfortably with the direction we've taken. I've been able to engage authentically, employees, customers, and so on, because the values of that, what I'm talking about what I'm trying to do is so connected to me as a person, you know, it's not different. And I think that that's really important, what you truly believe in for yourself, um, you know, whatever they are. I mean, I'm not going to suggest my values are the right ones or the same as everyone else, but if it was really important to me that this is something I cared about deeply, um, you know, and I was really going to live those through my company, um, you know, people are drawn to that authenticity. Yeah. I really believe that. And and not just employees, I mean, clients and so on. And you can speak that with, uh, you know, a real true, truly felt and heartfelt uh, conviction. And, um, you know, I, I, it's guided me along the way for a long, long time. And, and I would never abandon that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What's a, uh, what are, is there a main place that the listener can um, follow you and, and what you're up to. I don't know if you're on social media or if there's a, a site that we can yeah, go to. Sure. I mean, most of the stuff that I'm doing and the, the, uh, and you know, what we're doing together is at uh, business Sherpa group.com okay. um, three S's in the middle. Sometimes people forget. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um and yeah, we, we've got a lot, I mean, there's a lot in terms of what we do, but we put a lot out there in terms of what's happening in business and, and thought leadership. Okay. And, um, you know, that's probably the best spot and everything I post is through there as well. So I definitely get them to check it out. There's a lot of um, interesting articles and ideas and concepts around what's happening right now um, in some of the business topical areas, but generally as well. Yeah. So businesssherpagroup.com. That's it. Okay. We got that. We'll get that linked up for sure. And really appreciate you being here today. And and for the listener, if, if you've enjoyed this, please stay here. Don't go anywhere. Uh, listen, stay tuned for the next episode. And uh, thank you so much, Margo, for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Nate. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye now. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. <laughs> I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, championship, champion, champion.